Hey, Luke, have you been looking for a new Daily Fantasy Sports app? You know, I have really been jonesing for one. I got the perfect one for you, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. For example, your man, Mookie Betts, will he have over or under one and a half RBIs? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. Got that? I got it. All right, so go check out Thrive Fantasy. If you use the promo code, bring in the heat, or bring the heat, B-R-I-N-G-T-H-E-H-E-A-T, when you sign up, they will match your first deposit of up to $10. So you deposit $10, you have $20 to play with now. Go check it out. I know that we've already had some people reach out to us about their success. They've won some of their latest, uh, I would say, bets. So go check it out. That's Thrive Fantasy, one of the best and newest uh, daily fantasy sports apps out there. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bringing the Heat Podcast, episode 31. It's your host, Zach, and again, two episodes in a row, I got my co-host. This is not a record, but it kind of feels like a record. Luke. Luke, what is good? What's up, everybody? Good to be back. I'm thinking of taking another hiatus after this one, though. I don't know. <laughs> another uh, five months. Another five months, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, podcasting life is not easy. It is not it's an easy hard, life. Bro. Difficult. So we have this is probably the most hefty list we have ever had with things to talk about uh, going into this podcast, and we are going to try to do this in professional fashion. So try to make it quick, but we're gonna we're gonna elaborate too. So let's uh, let's just dive right into it. So the first thing everybody is talking about at least baseball fans, are these Major League Baseball rule changes. Now, Good old Robbie announced them today. Now, uh, I don't know about you, but I am an old-school baseball fan. You know, baseball was probably the first sport I really grew to love and watch, and it is really disheartening and really aggravating uh, for me to watch some of these rules um, come into play either this season or next season. So um, let's start with the 2019 rule changes. So um, the first one that we have on here is the Home Run Derby winner gets a million dollars. That one I like. What do you I think? I do like that, man. It's going to bring in more viewers. Everybody got tired of seeing the same guy win the, the two-bat trophy and the and the car. You know, it's getting old. They had to do something to spice it up. Recently, they added the new format of how they do rounds, which with the four minutes of timeout and then overtime if you need it. 
I like that new format. And with a million dollars to the winner, and I think it's a half a million to second place, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. And that gives a guy like Aaron Judge, who I saw this on Twitter today. A guy put like all the young stars uh, raw, or salaries. And they're making un- they're making under a million dollars. So a lot of them are like in the five hundred to seven hundred thousand dollar range. That gives yeah. a guy like Aaron Judge incentive to go into the home run derby and make himself a cool million bucks real quick in yeah, one night. But Aaron Judge he chooses to make what he makes because he's been through arbitration and he he chooses to take the lesser amount to build a team. I like that about him. He's not a you know he's not a selfish player. Oh, I agree, but at the end of the day, you know, it still gives him that opportunity to go oh, out to and make that quick a million dollars. Oh yeah, I'm in too. And he's a guy that I honestly think that he could win a home run derby every time he participates in it. Just, you know, that's just based on like his swing and everything like that. You know, he's a guy I truthfully think can hit a home run in any, you know, BP at bat that he wants. But that's just, you know, he's not that, you know, that guy. He's when he's practicing, he's practicing in a meaningful manner. Mm -hmm. Um. And then the uh, the other one is so there's going to be just one trade deadline, so no more August waiver wire. That's going to take uh, effect this year. So the deadline will be at July 31st. What do, what are your thoughts on that? I like this one, you know, because the August one never really had a, a much of an impact on anybody. Nobody really made any trades. The only trade I can think of on the August deadline was Manny Ramirez to the Dodgers, and that's when the Red Sox got Jason Bay. Other than that, I cannot think of a deal by the August 31st trade deadline. So I like this. It gives, you know, it puts more of a focus on the one deadline so everybody can get their trades in. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, the waiver deadline thing, like if, you know, the the Nationals last year put Harper on the waiver deadline, no one was going to, no one, yeah, no one was going to claim, if someone claimed them, which they, they probably would, they just take them right off. It's not like, you know, no, the the Nationals weren't going to trade him. I mean, he was one guy, I guess, that if no one would have claimed him, it probably he probably could have gotten traded. But the Nationals just played that whole situation really dumb last year. But like, he's a, he's a guy that possibly could have been traded on that that day. But you know, unfortunately, you know he wasn't, and now he's a Philly. But um, and then we got the 2020 stuff. So 2020. I like um, this though. You said you're an old fan. I'm an old fan as well. But none of these changes really like destroy the game of baseball for me. If they added like a pitch clock or something like that, then yeah, I agree. But these changes aren't really too drastic. Yeah. So um, basically, the 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 26 man roster. A lot of people like that because it gives a lot. Of, a lot of people think it's going to open up a a more jobs. So like basically, you know, a lot of teams want that utility guy. Like, um, I think of Ronald Torres, but Ronald Torres was kind of like the odd man out when it came to that situation, because, you know, he wasn't playing all the time, but had they had that 26 spot, that, that extra spot, you know, he could have been a guy that I'm not going to say helped him win more games, but he could have spelled more rest for some other guys, or maybe yeah. you add a bullpen piece, something of that that nature. So, um, I, I kind of like that one. Um, yeah, oh, like you said, it creates new jobs. That's 30 new jobs for people that are just on the cusp of making it to the big leagues. So that gives them a better shot to make it. Yeah, I agree. And we actually, I actually skipped a couple for 2019 by accident. Um, 
Uh-oh, we going backwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, my bad. I read the list wrong. Um, so back to 2019. Hey. The, so the other rule change is the inning breaks down from two minutes to 20 uh, – from two minutes, 25 seconds to just two minutes. Yeah, finally some shorter commercials is going to be good. Yeah, less commercial breaks. I like that. And uh, the all-star game voting will have a fan vote and then an election day. I, I kind of like that getting the fans. I, I mean, the fans have a lot of say with their with you know who gets in and stuff like that. But I like it. You know, it, it brings yeah. it brings a new. I like changing the All Star game around because you know things get stale after a while. So I feel like the All Star game has zero meaning now because they took out the you know the winner gets home field advantage in the World Series. Yeah, I agree. So it kind of brings some flair back to it a little bit with yeah. with the home run derby change and now this, and then they also changed the so instead of five mound visits uh, in a game, or instead of six mound visits in a game, you get five, which yeah. I also like. So basically, all these changes are just pace of play changes, um, which I do like because I mean, us both know as Yankee Red Sox fans, games take forever. I mean, they're sometimes three, four hours long. Like, a baseball game should not take that long. So I do like those changes a lot for this season. Um, I like the the 26-man, again, like we said, for 2020. Um, So the other one for 2020. Position players are no longer allowed to pitch unless they are considered a two-way player in extra innings. Thank God. In extra innings or up and down by six plus runs, but like mm-hmm. so they can still pitch if they're getting mollywopped. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd be able to pitch because you know Dan Mitchell told me I was a ten up, ten down guy. So this is good for me. <laughs> this is a good rule. <laughs> um, yeah, but so to me, that rule doesn't change anything because I don't think any other team was bringing a, a position player to pitch unless they were getting slacked or it was extra innings, like nineteenth inning. Yeah. So I don't think that rule really changes anything. Um, this I don't like. The three batter minimum for all pitchers. Mm-hmm. So the Javier Lopez's of the world will no longer exist. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think that's stupid. I mean that. So you add a you add a position in the twenty sixth person on the roster, but you kind of take take something away. What about like Randy Choate and Javier Lopez and like. Those lefty specialist guys, like that's not a thing anymore, I guess. But I guess we've, have to we've figure something out. And we've kind of seen that dwindle over the last couple of years, anyway. I guess. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, I, I guess there's not as many, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that. I think you should be able to. Um, I think you should be be able to throw to as many guys as you want. But you know, that's just my opinion. A lot of people don't do not like that at all, though. I'm, I'm a fan for it. It don't really bother me. I mean, I know it takes away a little bit of the strategy from the game, you know, lefty-lefty matchups in the playoffs in certain situations. I don't see it as a a, a damning um, effect to baseball, though. It will also speed up the game because, yeah. you know, if you have a lefty-righty-lefty and then uh-huh. you're going to bring in a lefty, then bring in a righty, then bring in a lefty, like, God, the commercial breaks and the warm-up pitches, I mean, that took forever. So the it, only stat I see getting ruined by this is walks. If you bring in a lefty to face a lefty, and that inning they have lefty ready lefty, just walk the right-handed batter. That's, that's true. Three batters if you get to the next lefty. That's true. 
Um, so I didn't even see this. Um, so no more 10-day DL stints. It's back to 15. Yeah, it's back to the original 15. And also, it is the injured list, not disabled list anymore. Oh, that is true. That is true. We can't forget that. So I didn't even see this. So this is for 2020 then. They, they're Why are they moving it back to 15? I like the 10-day. Uh, they think everybody was abusing it last season because last year was really the first year that I went to 10-day because the year before they experimented with the, the 7-day DL for concussions. So they just came to a medium and made the 10-day. But uh, they figured they'd just go back to 15. Like basically abusing it like, oh, a guy needs rest. Let me put him yeah, on the 10-day. Yeah, that's what they would do. They would just change players. Yeah, I like mean, last year DJ LeMahieu was on the DL ten times. Yeah, I, I guess I can see it, but I don't know. I think that's a stupid change too. I don't know. I find like I like the ten day, but I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I don't play in Major League Baseball, so I'm not a. Th- I'm sure. I'm sure managers and teams are against it, but the, obviously the owners and the front office of baseball they want those top tier players playing every day, so they get the most views. So I see it on a business standpoint. But yeah. I understand using the 10-day DL on a player standpoint, too. It just sucks, sucks, sucks. It sucks a little bit because, like, if you do have a guy who's maybe just experiencing some fatigue or or maybe, like, you get later into the season, you know, their arm is kind of – like, take, like, Severino, for example. He was struggling at the end. Like, I feel like a DL stint – I mean, maybe he wasn't technically hurt, but I don't know. I kind of I kind of feel like it was a way to give guys rest when they needed rest. and yeah. Chris Sale last year in August and September he was on the DL three separate times you know so and like it's weird because between 10 and 15 like that doesn't seem like a big difference but it really is like because that's a start that's three whole starts right there you're missing yeah exactly so I find it to be you know that, that is a big difference more so for pitchers than position players but that that is a it's a lot and baseball is a game that's played every day basically for the entire summer with the yeah. exception of the all-star break and uh, and a couple of days off here and there for travel days. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I feel about that. And then um, so Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease sent down to conserve service time and get that extra year. Um, I kind of talked about this. this I kind of talked about this uh, like three podcasts ago, um, yeah. how I'm not I don't like this at all. Um, I don't it's just stupid. Like, first off, the White Sox, I get like they suck, but he's a guy that you know everyone wants to see him play. They're at the the, the White Sox are so bad that it's like people would pay to just to see Eloy Jimenez. That's almost like the Yankees sucking, and then you know, but people would still pay to go see Aaron Judge. Yeah. Or like the Red Sox sucking, but they still got Mookie Betts. So like, why shelter? You know those guys like and you're gonna why not get him that big league experience now so then when the white Sox, hopefully you know and in their case start to turn it around he's he starts to kind of become not in his prime but he he's has that major league experience now yeah i agree and the cubs did this with chris bryant you know they did it a couple years ago and And then the next year he won rookie of the year and mvp yeah and the blue jays are doing the same thing with vlad Guerrero jr yeah, but they're covering up with an oblique injury, so they're giving him some time. Um, I don't know. With, with Eloy Manis, he's easily the best player on that team right now if he gets called up. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. And, and I, it was an issue when they didn't call him up last year when they expanded it to 40, uh, 40 guys on the team in September, too. I mean, I get it. It's for that extra you know, year <laughs> of MLB service time, but... 
I just, I don't know. I think it's so stupid. And like, if you're, if you're a GM or, or an owner, like you said, don't you want your best players playing? Like, and, and also I saw a report the other day, the White Sox are already looking to sign Eloy Jimenez to a contract extension. So that would completely void any, Uh anything that they're doing right now. Yeah. So, and we're starting to see that too. Teams giving young players long contract extensions now. Yep. Um, you know, we saw it with Scott Kingery. Now they're talking Eloy Jimenez. So, I mean, that might be the route that teams start to take. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, the last thing I wanted, it's not on the list here, but the last thing I wanted to say is for baseball, um, Aaron Hicks is hurt already, and he hasn't played at all this spring. Oh, his back injury, right? Yeah, he got a cortisone shot, like – how did I know this was going to happen? I feel like it happens to the Yankees every time they sign somebody. Yeah, and like I love Aaron Hicks, and do I think they should have signed him maybe to a three or four year deal? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Seven years, man. That's gonna. Yeah, that's a lot. He's already what twenty seven. He's thirty. Aaron Hicks is thirty. He's twenty nine. Going to be thirty. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's. Again, they got him for ten a year, which is basically nothing nowadays. But still, like that's it's stupid. So I don't know. The Yankees are going to be without him. So I'm thinking, even though the Yankees want, well, I think it's going to be Gardner in center, and they're going to put Stanton in left, and they're going to DH. I think they're going to keep Greg Bird on the roster and DH him until. Why? Yeah, I know that's another thing. I don't want to get too much in the Yankees, but it's it's ridiculous. Like. It's time that they give Clint Frazier a chance, man. Yeah, though they said he's going to start in AAA, and he's struggled this spring already, so. It's rough. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Gardner should not have been given a one-year $8 million contract. That spot should have been Clint Frazier's to lose. I agree. I agree, and, like, Frazier plays left. Like, if he would have struggled, put Mm -hmm. Stanton in left. Stanton is not a bad outfielder. No, he's not, and I don't know why they keep doing that. I mean, maybe I think maybe he'd benefit better by playing the field and and hitting. Some guys yeah, can't he's DH. Like up and at him all the time, you know. He's not like rubbing the dust off while he's getting ready to hit. Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to come off the bench, you know, kind of cold because you're waiting, you know, yeah. just to hit. That's it. You know, you're not involved in the game at all times. So, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I. As much as I want to be excited for the Yankees, there are things, there are still questions. As good as their roster is on paper, there are just so many questions still. It's like, it's unreal. I mean, do I think yeah. they're going to score a lot and probably win 100 games? Yeah. But again, the Red Sox are going to be good. So, and the Astros are, the Astros are going to be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say the Astros are going to be better than the Red Sox this year. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, anything else for baseball before we move to football? Oh, yeah. Uh, Detroit took Michael Fulmer off their active roster so he could work on mechanical issues. Yeah, that's surprising. Oh, breaking news again in the middle of the podcast. Oh, two podcasts in a row, breaking news. This brought to you by Bleacher Report. The Giants just signed Marcus Golden, defensive end pass rusher. He was on our list. That's going to be later on in the episode, so I guess i got to erase him now. (laughs) We'll just talk about it. Yeah. Um. Well, there you go. So we've had the Odell trade where your heart was broken, and how do you still feel? About- it's breaking. All right, you're still you still got an achy, breaky heart. I do. If you could cue the Billy Ray Cyrus for me, then you know that's how I feel. 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, but back to Michael Fulmer. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's that's sad for a guy whose rookie year was a complete stud. I mean, like he was. I'm not gonna say he was. He was in the Cy Young conversation, but like he wasn't gonna win. Yeah. But uh, no, but you know, I think. Detroit really ruined him because he was learning behind. They still had Scherzer at the time, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, he was learning behind Scherzer. He was learning behind Verlander. So he was learning behind those guys, and they traded him, and they surrounded him with nothing. So he's a product of his environment, I think. I agree. I mean, his numbers have just completely like blown up. Like it's yeah. been it's been really bad to watch. Dude, the Tigers were great for ten years. Oh and yeah, now they're back to how they were in the '90s, the worst team in baseball. I'm surprised Miggy is still there. Yeah, I would have traded him, but what it is is I think it's his injury history and his salary. You know, he makes like 34 million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't know how much money they would save by cutting him. Uh, I don't so, think any at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's better to better to maybe be to keep him around because when he's healthy, I think he's still going to hit close to 300 and hit 20 homers, 25 homers. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe he wins comeback player of the year. He just gotta stop drinking, bro. <laughs> He's literally put on weight every year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so moving to football. Yeah, on to football to go along with the breaking news. All right, so uh, just some uh, mop up work as far as signing since Tuesday, our last episode. Um, yeah. Ravens land Earl Thomas, four year, fifty five million, and Mark Ingram. Um, I like I feel both. Like Mark Ingram only making fifteen million dollars is like a bad deal for him. He's only making five a year. Yeah, but he's older too, and he's only twenty. I mean, twenty nine is old for a running back. I get that, but he's been spelled a lot. Splitting carries with Alvin Kamara, he was suspended the first four games, and he lost his starting job to Peter Thomas. So there's not a lot of tread on those tires. I agree, but I mean. It's like he's very good, but if you look at his numbers, you know, Jordan Howard's had better numbers than Mark Ingram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like like he's not bad, but he's. I don't think he's ever been on like a Pro Bowl level either. I think his last two years were probably his best. Yeah, I mean, he had one year where he was like, on he was crazy, crazy good. Yeah. Other than that, I think yeah. he's been like average. I think he really worked well on that system. So I think maybe teams are reluctant to give him money because he's never kind of been that lone back. Very true. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably why. Um. But Earl Thomas kind of surprised me too. I thought he would have gotten a shorter deal because I wouldn't have thought him to get that much money either. Like I know he's a phenomenal player, but he can't stay on the field. Yeah, he doesn't stay on the field, and again, he's older. Um. And, <laughs> He's been battered, and he's a small guy playing a position that has a lot of contact in it. Nowadays, yeah, he kind of reminds me of Bob Sanders. Yeah, I mean, we see way bigger guys playing safety nowadays. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, like Cam Chancellor. I mean, Cam Chancellor is like abnormally six big. Ha <laughs> ha! Clinton Dix is six two. Yeah, Eddie Jackson's not small. Like those guys are all decently big dudes. Earl Thomas is a smaller guy. Again, he's yeah. been banged up. He's coming off a pretty bad broken leg. So I don't know. I didn't think. I thought maybe like a two year deal at ten ten a year. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah. Um. So I, I thought Eddie ja- or Ha uh, Ha Clinton Dix would have gotten a better deal than what he got, and we'll get into that. <laughs> he only got a one year, three and a half million dollar. Yeah. <laughs> for the Bears. So uh, I'll take that though. Yeah. 
And um, I would too. I mean, it's better than Antoine Bethea, so. <laughs> so I guess I'll just say it quick. The Bears signed at HaHa ha Clinton Dix. One-year mm-hmm. deal. Uh, he actually turned, and you told me this, but then I looked it up, and it was yeah. confirmed. He turned down a longer contract from the Redskins with more money. Uh, yeah. He he said that he wanted to play for the Bears and play with uh, Eddie Jackson, who they, they Which played. Which makes sense to me, though, because he could have played with Landon Collins. They both played together at Bama, so what's the difference? The Bears have a better defense? <laughs> I guess. I mean, the Bears are a better set team, but... Whatever. There's going to be more winning opportunities. Yeah, true, true. Um, I, I mean, I would think Landon Collins is probably better than Eddie Jackson, but yeah, I think so. I, mean, I don't know. I, I've always thought he's a better. He would be a better linebacker than safety. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, and who knows how close they were? Maybe Landon Collins and Eddie Jackson never liked the era, uh, and Ha Ha Clinton Dix never liked each other. That's true. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what goes on. A man with a double hyphenated name deserves a lot more than that. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, his name, his real name is Hashin or something like that. Yeah, something like that. His mom just calls him Haha. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, Reminds me of like Yeah Yeah or whatever Yaya from. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Yeah, yeah, you can walk like a duck. (laughs) Uh, So then we got the Chiefs. They cut. Uh, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro player, and Eric Berry after nine years. And obviously we know the cancer survivor story. Um, yeah. Kind of sad, but not... Yeah, I agree. This is sad, man. Not surprising, though. No, it's not really surprising. I think he can still play. Like, if he's 100% healthy, which I think he will be this season, whoever picks him up is going to get a steal. Yeah, I think I think he can definitely still produce. I think the reason they cut him is because he hasn't been able to stay on the field. Um, and you know, at times there's just times where it's you know time to cut ties. As as hard as it is, you you yeah. want it. Like I kind of I compare it to kind of like Charles Tillman. You know, Charles Tillman was the heart and soul, in my opinion, of the Bears defense. But it gets a time where you know you kind of just have to move on. You know, you're going in a different direction, and I think that's kind of just where the Chiefs were at. Yeah. So I mean, he'll I definitely got Tyron Matthew too. So that kind of helps, like ease the pain. Yeah, and I mean, he'll definitely find a home. I mean, he's gonna go uh, to a team. I mean, hey, Redskins need a, might need another safety. Seahawks need one now. Yeah, I mean, he'll find a home easily, and like you said, I think he'll produce as well. Um, I yeah. think he's still got got time left in the tank. I mean, look at I look at Eric Weddle. <laughs> that guy's like he's he said dangerous. he's not even in his prime yet. He's thirty two. Yeah, that's insane to me. Because um, he thought about retiring after this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he just found new life. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, so the uh, Giants stay committed to Eli Manning for 2019. Which is not bad. I like it. But they keep flip-flopping on what they're going to do in the draft and who they think is going to be Eli's backup. Like, who's going to be his protege. So they're expressing interest in... Now they're expressing interest in Josh Rosen, if he's available, and also Kyler Murray. So this has me thinking they're either going to trade both first-round picks to trade up to number one and get Kyler, or they're going to do something else like the third-round pick they just acquired from the Browns and the 17th pick or something like that to trade for Rosen. I, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what to expect anymore. Uh, so what's going to happen is Gettleman's going to go to sleep. He's going to have a dream and he's just going to wake up and make it happen. So like, oh, God. 
he's probably going to go out and sign Byron Leftwich. Dude, you know what? I saw something today because today was Clemson's pro day. I was watching it a little bit. Oh, I know, and, I know where you're going. Go ahead, dude. JP Lossman <laughs> was throwing to the wide receivers, and some of the scouts went up to him to like, "Hey, uh, you thinking about making a comeback?" Yeah, meanwhile, he had, Colin Kaepernick's still a free agent. Yeah, JP Lossman hasn't played a game since 2011. And he was probably the worst quarterback ever. I uh, never mind. Nathan Peterman has beat, but still. Yeah, Nate Peterman was worse, but it's so funny because I remember JP Lossman when he was on the Bills, and he was yeah, horrible. And uh, it's just funny. I bet you it was probably the Giants. The Giants were probably like, "Hey, you want to come back up, Eli?" Yeah, the same age guy. <laughs> He'll be the quarterback of our future. Yeah, so uh, I don't think Gettleman knows what he's doing, man. Uh, I, I and. You're you're one of the only Giants fans I know that is okay with sticking with Eli. Like you've stuck by Eli's side from the get go. Like there's never been yeah. a time where you've been like, get him no. out of here. Nope, nope. Because he just needs an offensive line, bro. He's proved it time and time again that he just needs an offensive line. And Last year, despite what people saw on TV, was his best season of his career. Yeah, this past season, 2019, right? Yes. Yeah, it Best was. statistical season of his career. That's what's crazy. And everybody's telling him, get out of here. No. Secure him. And If you give him an offensive line like Tom Brady, I guarantee you he can get the Giants back to the playoffs. People, You're not going to get the same results as Tom Brady. Maybe. Who knows? Because the only people that beat the Patriots are the Giants. We'll see. People are, are mad because they commit to Eli and then trade Odell. Um I don't know. I mean, at the same time, though, like Odell's a great talent. He's a great player, phenomenal, whatever, locker room guy. But the Giants just thought his off-field antics and his personal issues outweighed his talents. And the Browns feel otherwise, so whatever. And the Giants uh, found a quick replacement for Odell, so... They did. You can burn your Odell jersey, and you can go buy a now... Golden Tate jersey. Joke's on you. I already have a Notre Dame Golden Tate jersey, so I'm happy with that. All Four right. years, 37 and a half, I'll take it. They're also meeting with Chris Hogan, so I don't know what's going on. They're just building a lot of uh, offensive players through slot receivers. Uh, maybe they come out and run a unique offense or something. I don't know. I mean, you can't line up three guys at slot. Maybe they just do a single file line. And then they all run the same crossing route. We'll see. They're going to just run RPOs with uh, Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he can't run, he's going to get smashed. <laughs> um, so another thing is, could... Uh, could if the cut- Giants do cut him, if they do cut him, like you say, they save $13 million. So we will see. But that's, they have to do it before Monday. That's a good chunk of change, but it's not going to happen. I hope not. I, but you know what? Gettleman has said we're not going to trade Odell. We didn't sign him to trade him, and they've committed to Eli. So uh, we'll see. Maybe Gettleman's got multiple personality disorder. He might be schizophrenic. He might just be slowly slipping into senility. He is seventy-one years old. Because <laughs> he <laughs> he's totally contradicted uh, three quarters of the things that he's said. So yeah, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with good old Dave. But uh, who knows? And you were so excited when the Giants got him as a GM. I was because, you know, he was Ernie Acorsi's assistant. And Ernie Acorsi put together, you know, the, the Super Bowl teams. 
And then this guy just comes in and just ruins it. <laughs> Don't sound so sad. I mean, Jerry restarted the ruining, but he at least won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, this is just depressing, bro. <laughs> you can't do the podcast anymore. You're going to be on suicide watch. I might be. You know, I keep getting these breaking news, and it's the Giants. Next thing you know, they're going to, I don't know. You know what they're going to do? They're going to cut Eli and bring in Blake Bortles. Oh, God. <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised if they did that. Blake Bortles is going to work for the Giants and Barstool Sports oh, at the same time. We'll see where that goes. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded Saquon. I really wouldn't at this point. Really? Yeah. Wow, that would be I do, crazy. I do think that they're going to trade Janoris Jenkins, or at least cut him. So we'll see. We still got tomorrow to figure that out. So, so I don't know. If Saquon ever goes on the market, I will gladly give up, like, five future first-round picks for him. Uh, the funny thing about that is the Browns do not have that. I'm saying the, I'm a Bears fan. I'm saying the Bears. Oh, I said the Browns. I meant the Bears. I meant the Bears because they traded their first-round <laughs> They traded their first-round picks for Mac. All right, well, I'll trade uh, two future first-round picks. And uh, What is your next first-round pick, like 2025? No, uh, 20, not this year, not the following year. The, the Bears trading for Khalil Mack was like the Nets trading for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Jason Terry and trading like their 10 first-round picks. I mean, I'm cool with it, though. Like, Khalil Mack instantly made that defense something special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm cool with it. I mean, I think the Bears, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm very skeptical that the Bears are going to be in the Super Bowl in a year or two. Do you think it's going to happen or no? I think, I I don't know, like parts of me is like, yeah, they're going to get there. And then other parts of me are like, don't get too excited, Zach, because you might uh, be extremely disappointed here in, in the next two or what three years. What if they years. get there and they just lose again? That would be disheartening, but at least I could say that they got there. Um, yeah. I mean, it was really it was really bad when they got schlacked by Peyton Manning. In the rain, nonetheless. Yeah, like Manning plays his whole, all his games in a dome and then the team the, the bears are outside play and, and none, the bears playing crap weather nonetheless on a crap field all the time and they go and get smacked that was yeah. so bad especially when their defense was supposed to be so good that year yeah that was that was disheartening and then they had to kick off you know return for a touchdown i thought for sure that game was in the bag nope yep it wasn't um so moving on, Saints signed Malcolm Brown. Uh, Great signing. I, I like that signing, but I like the 49ers signing more with Jason Verrett on a one-year deal for three. Yeah, that's not bad on a one-year deal. But he has missed – He's yeah, he's missed 55 games out of a total 80 in his career. He's missed a lot of games, but, man, when he plays, he's locked down. He de- yeah, he definitely makes a difference. But Malcolm Brown, he's only 25, and he's been on three Super Bowl teams making an impact. That's true. I mean, I mean the Saints' defense was much improved last year compared yeah, to what? to what it's been in years past. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at this point, I think their defense is kind of at the point where they're just going to add some some necessary pieces, but not real, real big names. Like I wouldn't say Malcolm Brown is a big name, and they get him at a, five mil a year is nothing. Yeah, and trading for Eli Apple that started it last year. I'm not a big fan of Eli Apple, but he instantly. Changed his gameplay, 
when he got to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. So well, I guess change of scenery just helps people. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, we talked about it last podcast, schemes. You know, mm-hmm. if, if maybe Eli Apple fits in their their defense better, you know, I mean. Yeah. And, and he wasn't guarding the number one guy. I mean, that was Lattimore. Yeah. So, I mean, Eli Apple, I don't, I don't, I didn't watch too much of the Saints, but I don't know if, was he the second guy or was he nickel? Uh, I think he was the second guy. Lattimore was the first. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, he's still covering pretty good dudes. Yeah, he is. Um. You know what I noticed too, as I'm listening back to our podcast, I say "you know" a lot, like I'm from Wisconsin. You know? Yeah, hey, you know. Yeah. We're slightly from Canada. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. I need to stop doing that. Um, yeah, know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jordy Nelson was cut by the Raiders. Surprise, surprise. I found this funny because the Raiders, like Instagram page, literally yesterday put up a post about. Derek Carr, Antonio Brown, and Jordy Nelson. They're like, bring in the heat. No, they didn't say bring in the heat, but they said see us next year or something like that. I just thought it was funny that he got cut today. Um, he's going to be back with the Packers. You think so? Yeah. Really? Aaron Rodgers is on the phone right now. Like, give me my homeboy back right now. Well, Randall Cobb's a free agent, so he needs somebody. Yeah, Jordy Nelson's gonna go back there. I'd be, I would put money on it. Like if if Thrive Fantasy has a prop bet for this, I would put money on it. <laughs> Are you putting down the ten dollars that you would get matched? Yeah. Using the promo code, bringing the heat. Yep, bring the heat, bring the heat. Oh, bring the heat. Damn. Yep. But yeah, yeah, I would, I would put that ten bucks down because I'm, I'm, I am almost certain that he's gonna go back there. I mean, I'd like to see that. they have nobody else but Devontae Adams right now. Exactly, and Jordy Nelson, you know, that's him and Aaron Rodgers are best friends. Yeah, I would say he knows the offense too, but it's going to be different because they fired Mike McCarthy. That that's true too. I think I think if McCarthy was still there, he'd be a Packer already. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I forgot about Randall Cobb being a free agent. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking at him, bro. I would I would pick him up. I bet you he goes to the Dolphins. I bet you he goes to the Giants because they're just signing slot receivers. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Why didn't they sign Cordero Patterson then? I don't know. Well, the Giants missed out on Dante Moncrief too. He just signed with the Steelers to replace AB. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got a real upgrade in Dante Moncrief, Steelers. Oh, yeah. How many touchdowns did he score with uh, Andrew Luck as his quarterback? Like three? Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> and he wasn't even like – I know he wasn't the number one guy, but T.Y. Hilton was drawing how much – Attention. He was drawing like triple coverage as a five eight receiver. Yeah, and Moncrief still couldn't score. Nope. Um, and he didn't score last year either. He actually he had a couple because he's the one that slaps the base when he scores. I'm dead. So he had he had a couple, um, which is weird because he had a way worse quarterback throwing him footballs. <laughs> True. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Steelers signed Moncrief. Um, the Colts. I kind of like this. Colts are yeah. eyeing Jay Ajayi, but at the same time, I really like the Colts running backs. You went through them last podcast. I yeah. like them. I like what they I have. I like them too, but I think Jay Ajayi makes them that much better on offense. And you're not going to break the bank because it's going to be um, a short deal, like a prove-it deal, because he just tore his ACL and he's coming back from that. So And a broken back. He had a back injury too. Oh, poor guy. Um, but my, I'm I'm really surprised that the Colts aren't signing any of these receivers. I really would have thought that they would have gone after like a Golden Tate or somebody like that. Yeah, you know they have the most cap space available, and Golden Tate didn't even break the bank. 
He's yeah. only making $9 million a year. Yeah, they've only signed Devin Funches. You know, that's probably where Randall Cobb will go. Ooh, the Colts. Yeah, because then you'll have, you'll have Hilton, Funches, and Cobb. That's not a bad like, trio right there. No, that's not too bad. So I bet you that's where he goes. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I kind of thought Cobb in Miami. I don't know why. I just feel like I could see it. I wouldn't go to anywhere in Miami, man. They don't have a quarterback right now. Yeah, well, Tannehill's still signed. Yeah, he ain't playing, bro. Flores is giving him the boot. You know know what? Tannehill might go back to wide receiver. (laughs) I don't think he can. I think his knees are too messed up now. He should have never been a quarterback. Hey, maybe... uh, Blake Bortles is the starting quarterback of the Dolphins. They're still looking at Teddy Bridgewater, so we'll see. Yeah, that's true. I forgot Teddy Bridgewater hasn't signed yet. He hasn't signed yet. So, um, this is a little surprising to me. Redskins bring back AP on a like on a two year deal, thirteen mil. Peterson, he still got it, man. He found the fountain of youth. No, yeah, he played extremely well last year. Um, I just don't know how much he's going to play this year with Geis coming back. Yeah, that's true, but on. Um, you know, to be on the contrary of that, you don't know how good Geis is going to be. You don't know if he's going to be the same guy that you drafted. No, that's true, but I think if you're the Redskins, you have to give Geis that shot because you yeah. wasted a second-round pick on him. He was a first-round mm-hmm. talent, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're at a point in their franchise where it's basically a rebuild. You need yeah. to see what you got because if Geis isn't the guy – you know, now you can get rid of them and start planning what you need. So I think any young players that they have that they need answers from, they need to play them this year. I didn't even know why they drafted him last year because Samaj P. Ryan was not bad. No, and they had Thompson, but he's been horrible. He can't stay on the yeah. field. Yeah. And when but he does, who, he doesn't play. Who better play. than Adrian Peterson to, to guide Geis back from an ACL injury, you know? Oh, I agree. And, and I think, you know, I think after being – with Washington last year, I think he fell in love, and he he played so well and on a team that really had at the end nothing to play for. Very true. I mean, he dusted up the Giants twice last year, so he looked good. It was fun to watch him because you know, I, as I said, my my dad's a Redskins fan, so I watch a lot of the games, and yeah. you know, it was it was fun to watch because uh, the guy's old. Like he's defied odds for for running backs. Most guys are retired three four years by now. True, very true. So, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to watch. I mean, regardless of his personal issues that he's had, I mean, he's mm. he's a tank. Guy's awesome to watch. Dude, him and Frank Gore still been being in the league helps me sleep at night because I grew up watching those guys. Oh, yeah. They were they were the first pick in your fantasy, like fantasy football leagues all the time. And then Marion Barber for the two-year span there. Well, and, and LT. LT was, was oh, the guy, too. Oh, can't about him, dude. I watched the the football life. If you ever watch a football life, his is uh, is really good. Ladainian Tomlinson's. Yeah. Gonna have to watch. That. Like he goes back and he finds out uh, that his his family were uh, slaves, and he goes back to oh, like geez. he goes back to like the farm that they were at, and they actually his family actually became wealthy. They were like farmers, which never really? happened. Never never happened. So he actually met. Uh, there was a white guy with the last name Tomlinson and they weren't related, but that guy's ancestors were Ladanian Tomlinson's ancestors, slave owners basically. And, oh, wow. and like, it, it was really cool to watch them to like talk and, and the guy explained like Ladanian's whole 
whole like lineage. <laughs> it, it was pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Um, so I don't think we mentioned this last time. D Ford uh, was yeah, traded I think to the. This fo- happened as soon as we like signed off. Yeah, yeah. He he was traded to the 49ers and then signed a five-year, $87.5 million uh, contract. Um, I know that you aren't too fond of this. <laughs> I, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, the guy's been in the league since 2012, and he just made an impact last year. In Le- 2016, he had like eight sacks, and then in 2017, hurt the whole year. And then just last year, he had 13 sacks. And that equates to $87.5 million. Doesn't make sense to me. He's already 29 years old by the time the league starts next year. Or no, 28, sorry. And, I mean, I guess he was rated the number one pass rusher with a 91 by pro football focus for the past season, but I I don't get it. I think he's just going to be a one-year wonder. Yeah, I mean, hey, like we said last podcast, we see it all the time with defensive players, you know? Yeah. You can go out and have two phenomenal years, and you're going to make coin. Look at Bud Dupree, bro. Yep. He sucked for like the first three years, and all of a sudden now he's good. I mean, granted, he's still on the Steelers, but it took him a long time. Yeah, well, the Steelers are talking about getting rid of him because he hasn't even lived up to the hype that they've wanted him to. Yeah. So they've talked about cutting him. I mean, I don't think his contract is a ton, but I think it would save him some money. So they've talked about getting rid of him. Jesus. I mean, the the, the, the Steelers are – I honestly think the Steelers are going to be going through a serious, serious rebuild here soon. Probably starting now. They just lost Le'Veon Bell. James Conner's not young. Uh, he's, he's not old, though. He's 27. No. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. He, he was a rookie two years ago. Yeah, but he's a, also a five-year senior because he had cancer. That's true, too. Yeah, he might be 26. Oh, nope, 23. All right, I'm wrong. <laughs> James Conner, very young man. Well, you got Very young man. You got to think. All right, so we graduated. I was a five-year, and I graduated when I was 22. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that I makes... I four and a half, just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, Luke's smarter than I am. Um, so, that's it for the free agent signing. There's nothing else that popped up, right, other than the Deshaun Goldson. Uh, I didn't even see Deshaun Goldson. Where's he going? Oh wait, isn't didn't you say that's who the Giants sign? No, Marcus Golden. Oh, Marcus Deshaun Golden. Deshaun Goldson doesn't even play in the NFL anymore. <laughs> so much for uh, what I know. That's funny. I I thought that's what you said. I don't know. So I was doing this list today, and I figured we'd do a little have some fun today. Gonna do a new little segment predicting where the remaining top ten free agents go. So me and you both have this list. Yep. So let's go down the list and say where they're going to go. Well, obviously, Marcus Golden is on this list, and we already saw he signed with the Giants. So we can skip over him. Sounds good. All right, number one on the list, Ronald Darby. Where do you think he's going? Keep in mind, last night he met with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to say he signs with the Chiefs because... Him, Fuller, and who's their other cornerback? I think they actually cut the other guy. So him and Fuller, probably good tandem. And then having Tyron Matthew, pretty good squad there. I just thought Raiders maybe because I think they're still trying to add pieces to the defense. Um, Very true. Yeah. I, I don't know how well Gary and Connolly did last year. but uh, I, He's been kind of a bust, no? I think it, wasn't he a rookie last year? Yeah. So, I mean, Houston, right? 
Huh? Gary Conley from Houston, right? Yeah, so I, I think I think that and, and they don't have any other corners in that I know of. I think they had DJ Hayden, but he was a bust. Yeah, and they had uh Amerson or something like that. Oh, Amerson's good, David Amerson, yeah. But other than that, I he mean he signed somewhere else though. He left. Yeah, so I feel like they have no corners, so I thought I think that'd be a good spot for him. Rashawn Melvin is the other corner. Mm. All right. Yeah, uh, number two, Bryce Callahan, former Bear. Uh, you go first. I'm gonna say he goes to the Panthers. Panthers. Uh-huh. Uh I'm gonna say he's gonna go to St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis lost Roby. I mean, I know they play. I know that Callahan's more of a nickel, but with losing a piece, I don't know. And, and I, no one's really shown interest in Callahan so far. So uh, you are aware that there is no St. Louis team anymore. Or uh, right? L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting used to this. <laughs> oh, man. L.A., That's yes. Really- sorry. And that would, be uh, the, that would be the L.A. Chargers. Okay, yeah, the Chargers, good, good. Oh, because they just lost Verrett, pick up, okay, I like that. I'm an idiot, why did I say Chargers? I meant Rams. Oh, I I like the Chargers pick better. Well, because I, oh my God, I'm a complete, (laughs) I just want people to know that I had a really rough day today. Um, So, uh, I meant Rams because I said Roby, Roby just left the Rams, correct? No, he left the Broncos. Oh my God, I am... All right. You're having ne- a tough day today, bro. Yeah, go next. Next. I, <laughs> Number I see- three, Dequez Denard. He played for the Bengals. Where do you think he's going to go? Uh, Chargers. All right. Okay. That sounds good. That I would agree. be the L.A. Chargers. The L.A. Chargers. All right. Jared <laughs> Cook, the tight end from the Raiders last year. Started off his career slow in Tennessee, but kind of blew up last year in Oakland. Really showed his talents. Uh, I'm going to go with what you already have down as the Saints because he's met with them and they lost Watson. So Yeah, I agree. I think him on the Saints is going to be dangerous. That offense is going to be probably even better next year. Yeah, I think I'm back on track now. I got that one good. Number five, Marcus Golden. I Here. think he's going to go to the Giants. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a long shot guess and say the Giants. Wow, big time. I didn't say Number Jets. <laughs> Justin Houston, this, this, is, this is interesting. The Chiefs just cut him because they switched to a 4-3 instead of a 3-4. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker. And I know one team that is looking to replace Trey Flowers, and that would be the Super Bowl winning Patriots. And they're known for signing old pass rushers. So I'm going to say Justin Houston goes to New England. Um, The only other team that I can think of that lost a bunch of linebackers would be the Ravens. I could, yeah, him and the Ravens, that sounds like a good fit too. But my that's, only thing is like – you cut Suggs, or you didn't re-sign Suggs. You know, do you, I know Suggs is older, but do you want another aging linebacker? So, I, I don't know if they would do that. But that's the only other team I can think about that lost a ton of linebackers um, to due to free agency. Well, Suggs did say he would have gone back to the Ravens if they offered him more money. It was the same like length on the contract, so I can see them offering Houston a one-year deal too. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think he'd be more inclined to go to New England because yeah, I mean, that's a more of a winning scenario. Yeah, I mean, it's the Patriots. True. Number seven. This this guy could easily be number one on this list. Yeah. And King Sue. This one's tough for me. Um, I don't know. Like, I think he. We haven't heard anything about him. Like, we haven't heard anything. Anything. 
So you know what, dude? I might be a homer saying this, but the Giants ranked dead last in run stopping up the middle after trading um, Damon Harrison last se- last season. So I'm going to say the Giants pick up Sue. And, and I don't want to be a copycat, but I was just going to say the same exact thing because the Giants are the one team that I think. Ever, once they got rid of snacks, you know, they really struggled in the run game. Yes. So, I mean, I, I'm not copying you. I just, I was thinking the same exact thing, you know, they, they don't have, and, and they don't have a big defensive presence now. I mean, they got, they also not, got rid of Vernon. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. BJ Hill is, he's a great player, but he's not a nose tackle, you know, he's, and I've been in that locker room. I've seen him. He's a small defensive lineman. So he's probably more of like a uh, defensive end in a three, four scheme, like a five technique. But he's definitely not the guy that's set up in the middle there. I just don't think he would go to the Giants. I think he's going to want to go to a team that he's a shot, he has a shot to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what his whole ordeal was last year. And they made it, but they clearly did not win. I mean, the Patriots don't need defensive linemen, do they? To the pay- uh, yeah, they just lost Malcolm Brown. I'm pretty sure Danny Shelton's a free agent, too. Yeah, he- And Trey Flowers is gone. Well, there you go. One-year deal from the Patriots. Dude, imagine if the Patriots get Justin Houston and Adamkin, too. <laughs> I'm not watching football. Yeah, that would be uh, – but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. All right, next. All right. C.J. Anderson, after his stellar six-game performance in St. Louis, who is the most hungry running back team right now? Well, before we talked about Jay Ajayi, I would have said the Colts because mm-hmm. – uh, you know, like we said, we like the running backs, but I wouldn't say any of those guys are real between the tackles, guys. Um, CJ yeah. Anderson, after putting on some weight, is is a very big individual who can handle the ball between the tackles. Dude, he really did gain a lot of weight, man. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't. You know, he was serious. He came out and said, "Yeah, I, I did." Um, man, I don't know. I mean, I could see. See, I don't know. That's another tough one. Ah, I'm going to say hmm, maybe he goes to the Chiefs. I know they kind of don't have a running back right now. They have a running back tandem. Yeah, they got Williams, who's pretty good. Yeah, I I do like him. He came on out of nowhere last year, man. Um, What about the, the Dolphins? They got Kenyon Drake. I think they're set on him, giving him a chance. True. What if the Bears get him? They trade Jordan Howard and sign C.J. Anderson. Yeah, but they already signed uh, Mike Davis, who they like a lot, and who's a, he's a big oh, yeah, dude. Right. Yeah, I don't know. C.J. Anderson's Mike kind of in the air. I think I could see C.J. Anderson going another, you know, wait, wait it out, like go another free agency, wait till teams start to play. The yeah, I could see but that. Yeah, it it's crazy to me that the Colts are not sticking with Marlon Mack because right now he's like the fifteenth ranked running back in the NFL. See, I, That's I, not bad, given the names that are above them. I think they will stick with them. I mean, the only other team I can think of is the Texans. Yeah. They, I don't know what their running backs is. Dude, Lamar Miller is bad. Yeah, Lamar Miller's fallen off. Alfred Blue is, like, okay as a backup, but he's not an every-down back. So I, I mean, can see... supposed to be Deontay Foreman's team now, but he can't stay on the field. He's always hurt. Yeah, so... so I, I changed my pick. I think C.J. Anderson will go to the Texans. Yeah, I think that's the most running back needy team. Yeah, but I think C.J. Anderson would fit well with the Colts. I do, but I, I think if he want, if he's going to go for playing time and carries, I think yeah. it's got he's got to go to the Texans. 
Yeah. All right. All right. Next on the list at number well, yeah, Eric Berry, number nine. Where do you see him going after getting cut? You go first. I say the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with you. Um, just with you know losing uh, Earl Thomas, you know Cam Chancellor is no longer going to play. Um, is that definite? Yeah, uh, he basically retired. I mean, I don't think he ever he ever signed like his papers, but the doctors told him he can't play anymore. So, and That's that terrible. that happened over the summer. So he's done. Um, they you know they don't they have a hole at safety now. Um, they might draft somebody, but you know they're gonna they're gonna. I would think Barry would be good to uh, basically um, fill that void until that guy, uh, whoever they draft, develops. I mean, the other team could be. The, the Ravens didn't – oh, yeah, they did. Earl Thomas, duh. Earl Thomas, but, yeah, the Ravens' D-backs are pretty stacked with Earl Thomas now because their corners are pretty good too. But, yeah, to, you know, I think the Seahawks are really going to be okay. But if they sign Eric Berry, that will put them on to the next level. They're not a bad team. They're definitely a playoff team. No, yeah, I mean, anytime Russell Wilson's playing quarterback, you know, I think they'll be all right. Whatever happened to the Russell Wilson uh, Giants report? Was that all false? I told you it wasn't true, man. Colin Cowturd said it was true. That guy's an idiot. He's like, oh, yeah, Sierra wants to move to New York. There was nothing ever official about that. Well, if he says it, it's got to be true. I, uh, why do you think he's not at ESPN anymore? <laughs> uh, all right, next on the list. Who is next on the list? Ezekiel Ooh. Ansa. Ezekiel Ansa from the Lions. What do you think? Uh, pass rush and eighty team. I tell you what, if um, Cowboys, I say the Cowboys because they just lost Randy Gregory and David Irving again. And Lawrence might not play. I think if they, he said something about the franchise tag or something He's like that. Twenty point six million dollars for the franchise tag. He better play. Yeah, I can see the Cowboys. Um, the only other team is who did we say before needed a pass rusher that we talked about. Um, on this probably list. the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, he he has scheduled meetings. I don't remember where they were at, but he had he had a couple uh, scheduled scheduling uh, meetings. So I don't know on on Ezekiel Ansa because he's had uh, health issues as well. And yeah. but when he's played, he's done well. He he came into the NFL as a raw talent. Like he didn't start playing football. I think till like his senior year of high school or something. Didn't he have like twenty sacks his rookie year or something like that? I don't know if it was 20, but I know he's had a lot, and he had a really good rookie year. So maybe he goes back to the Lions. Maybe he could. Oh, well, they got Trey Flowers, though. Dude, Trey, Trey Flowers is a monster. Yeah, so, I mean, he might not go since they got Trey Flowers. Last but not least, in a substitution of Marcus Golden, because, as I said earlier in the podcast, signed with the Giants, so he's off the list. Shaq Barrett. He was an outside linebacker slash edge rusher. For the Broncos, opposite of Von Miller. Where do you see him going? Did he lose his spot to Chubb? Uh, they started Chubb at the defensive, ta- uh, the DND tackle slot, but then I think they stood him up. So, yeah, I think he did lose his spot. Hmm, another linebacker. God, this is hard. Um, I mean, the Cardinals kind of filled their linebacking issues. 
Um, what about the Falcons? Not bad. I think the Falcons could use a big time. But yeah, yep, you were right, bro. Uh, Bradley Chubb replaced Shaquille Barrett. I could see Shaquille Barrett going to Miami because they just lost uh, Cameron Wake to the Titans. That's true. Dude, Cameron Wake is also ageless, by the way. Dude, he's like 37, and the Titans just gave him a three-year deal. Yeah, he's a monster. And what's crazy is he came from the Canadian Football League. That's crazy. Yeah, he's he's an absolute tank. I like Cameron Wake. He was basically people called him like a Miami legend. Like he's he's up there. Like he's he's, he's definitely be... on the same page as uh, what's the guy's name? Jason what? Jason, Jason Taylor. Uh, yeah, Jason Taylor. Yeah, I would think so. Like Cameron Wake was a quiet legend in uh-huh. Miami. Like I, I want to say he made a couple first team All Pro teams. True, true. He probably did. Yo, wh- another question. I'm adding to the list. Shane right. Ray. Shane Ray? He's also a free agent. Yeah, where do you think he's going to go? Because the Broncos gave up on him. Uh, I think he's going to go to the AFL. Arena football? Or, sorry, the AAF. You think he's that bad? (laughs) He has not lived up to the hype, and a lot of people think he's really bad. Really? Yeah, I've read some reports on Shane Ray, and uh, the the views aren't great. Poor guy. He was drafted, so wasn't he... He was a first I was rounder. Say his I think. Is so high, get it? <laughs> <laughs> he got weed issues. <laughs> I uh, think he was a fr- he was a first rounder. He was. Speaking of weed issues, my man. That's weed. Irving, weed the issues. The cannabis issues. Stay off the weed. <laughs> this dude, David Irving, he was suspended for smoking weed for failing another test again. In an IG video, an Instagram live video, he mm-hmm. quit football smoking weed. And then a report came out today that he's starting a development on his own marijuana strain. Yep. I mean, this guy. so we're a little we're a little late on this because I think this happened last week. Uh, at least him quitting football. I don't know about the marijuana thing. Yeah, that he's he quit creating. football last week. But... I mean, in my honest opinion, I think this guy's an idiot. Um, I don't want to trigger any people, you know, that are pro, you know, weed like 420, bro. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. 420, blaze it, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to offend those people, but this guy's stupid. Like, I'm sorry, you could have you could have laid off the weed for five, six years, make your money, and then go smoke all the weed you want when you retire. Yeah. And I mean, you know what's funny? These players know when they're going to get tested. So you can smoke all the weed you want during the season. Yeah, and I mean... You know when they're going to get tested. And the, the thing is, like, people... Like, his his defense was, well, you think the guys in the NBA don't smoke? And you think the guys in Major League Baseball don't smoke? Like, they're smart about it. They know when they're going to get tested. And listen, it is what it is. Not every employer is the same. You know, like... You can't, you can't point fingers and say, oh, well, this place doesn't do it. You don't work for them. You work for a completely different organization, so you know you can't do that. And so, in my yeah. honest opinion, I mean, am I am I completely against people who smoke? No, I don't care whether you smoke or not. But don't complain when your employer, you know, if I got caught smoking weed, I'd be fired. I'd lose my job. So you know, Very you true. gotta do what you gotta do until you retire, and then you can do whatever you want. And it's like you're gonna be retired when you're thirty some years old. The average person retires when they're seventy. 65. Whoa. Luke's getting a phone call. No, I am not. That was on the laptop. Sorry about that. So, 
Yeah, I mean, Irving, you know, you're dumb. He is stupid. That's all I got to say. You're dumb. That's it for the NFL. Unless we missed anything, I don't think we did. I mean, I, I uh, missed I missed a, what teams, pl- what players play on which teams. And you also named uh, an extinct team as well. Yeah, I completely whiffed. I, I apologize uh, for those of you that for those of you that don't know. My day was complete. I'm not going to curse, but it was horrible. Um, it, it was. It's excusable, man. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I mean, it was just a bad day. So. Well, moving on to one of our favorites, MMA. Yes. UFC talk. Our boy Derek Lewis lost again. Yeah. Where do you see him going from here on out in the in the heavyweight division? Um. So yeah, Derek Lewis Lewis is our boy. He's he's basically been our boy since the time he knocked out Travis Brown. Um. It's sad to me, but it's not surprising. Uh, he's had back issues. We know endurance is always going to be a problem. Um, he literally is a guy that looks for the right hand knockout. That's about it. Um, it's not surprising to me, but it's it's disheartening because I love Derek Lewis. Like I would have loved to see him be a champ, and I'm such a Derek Lewis supporter that I bought that fight against him against DC, knowing that he was going to lose. Um, yeah, but. You know, I love Derek Lewis. He was a guy that was in jail, came nice. out, and he, he genuinely is seems like a really nice guy. I mean, for all the stuff he did during the hurricane and all that. Um, so I love Derek Lewis. I don't I, – parts of me wants to say I can see him being like Mark Hunt, like kind of like that gatekeeper, you know, welcoming yeah. new heavyweights into the division. I was just about to say that. I think but, that's what he's going to be. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think if he loses another fight or two, he's going to retire because he's already talked about retiring before because of the back issues. Um, yeah. I think he's made his money. I think he made his money on that Daniel Cormier card. Um, I think he's, mm-hmm. he's drawn a lot of fans. I think he's actually dabbling into acting. Um, I've seen him on his Instagram page doing some acting stuff. So I, I think that, you know, Derek Lewis is going to be done fighting here soon. I could see him one or two he fights. He should go into comedy, bro. This guy, he's naturally hilarious. Yeah, I think, I think comedy would be good for him. I mean, I really want to see him on Joe Rogan's podcast to kind of hear a little bit more about him. But, because, yeah. you know, Rogan's podcast goes for like two hours. I mean, dude, some of them go to four. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it gives you a lot of time to learn about who, you know, you'll find out everything about Derek Lewis. And so, I think that I think that comedy is something that he could do, and and he seems knowledgeable about fighting. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if really being on like Fox or e, like Fox ESPN as an anchor. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't see him as a fight analyst. Bro. <laughs> I think. Oh shit! My balls dropped out on that left. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would happen. But uh, maybe you know what would be good? He have a like Facebook Live or like a Periscope and just record what's going on and then. Just do his own, uh, like, announcing. That'd be pretty funny. I would watch that, actually. Me too. I would watch that. So, Derek Lewis, if you ever listen, I would love to have you on the podcast, and I would also I would also pitch you that idea. Dude. So, Junior Dos Santos, he's been on a roll of late. As we just mentioned, he beat Derek Lewis. Yeah, he's been on fire. What? Where does he go now? Does he rematch Stipe? Does he fight Francis Ngannou? Does he fight DC for the title? What's going on? I, I don't think he fights for the title because as I stand like Pat, I, I'm a big Brock Lesnar fan. I really think he's the next guy to fight DC for the title once Cormier is healthy. 
And Dana White has said that multiple times. But you don't think that fight's happening. Uh, I don't think that's fight, that fight's happening. And I don't think Lesnar should be the number one guy. I think it should be John Jones. I think John Jones should fight for the heavyweight title. Um, but I think Dos Santos needs to fight Nganu. I think if he beats Nganu uh, with an impressive victory, which I think would be a tough task for him, because um, you know Dos Santos is going to face someone who's got more power than what he has. Uh, yeah. We haven't really seen Nganu's chin. I don't think he's really he hasn't really been in a predicament where he's been in like knockout knocked out. It's really been yeah. the endurance, and when he lost to Stipe, it was more the endurance and then the wrestling that yeah. that lost him that fight. I think. You know, Ngannou is so much bigger than Dos Santos. I think that Ngannou wins that fight, but I think Dos Santos would have to fight him. And then if he wins that fight, he goes on and fights whoever the champ is. You know, I, I don't know if by then Cormier would be retired. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I don't know, man. He keeps extending his retirement date, and I had a feeling this was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's doing it like he genuinely wants to retire or he's just doing it for like publicity, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think Dos Santos has to fight Ngannou first. Um, and I think Ngannou needs more more than one more. Like, I think he needs to fight a couple more times before he can fight for the title again because he did get beat in pretty impressive fashion by Stipe, and then he had that awful fight against Derek Lewis. That fight was probably one of the worst I've ever seen. I think that fight set him back more than a loss. Like, yeah, I think not only did he lose that fight, but he looked hard. Like, he didn't do anything. So I he think that maybe five punches the entire fight. Yeah, so I think that that kind of set him back more than if he would have just went in and got knocked out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think uh, I think that that fight needs to happen. But I think John Jones should be the guy that fights Cormier next, whether that be for the light heavyweight or for the the heavyweight. But it's it's tough because the light heavyweight division is coming around. It is. It is. Um, I think it's more stacked than it has been. Than in years past, is it going to catch up to the days of like the Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Randy Couture era? I, me personally, I don't think so. I don't think it's even close. But there's new blood in the in the division. Johnny Walker, who me and you are both incredibly impressed with, Dominic Reyes is pretty good. He's fighting this weekend. Um, I think he's. I don't know who he's fighting, but Vulcan. Oh, he's fighting uh, Esdemir, right? Yeah, Esdemir. Yeah. yeah. And then Tiago Santos. These all three of those guys are monsters and i think they could give john jones a run for his money yeah but that's that's what we think and then we you know we saw the the anthony smith fight i mean john jones is not only better in the cage like he's not he's not only better in every aspect of mma but he's got that intimidation factor and i don't care what what anthony smith said before that fight Uh he i'm not gonna say he was he was like scared that's why he lost but John Jones is intimidating. Like, maybe not looking at him, but his record, the way he's finished people, the way he's run through every single opponent, um, that's that's scary. And you're going into a cage with a guy that literally knows he's the greatest person to ever step foot in that cage. Do you think John Jones is more of a dominant champion than Chuck Liddell was? Yes. Really? Yes. I'm going to say no. I think that... Of who Chuck Liddell had to fight. Yeah, but I mean, we're, you start putting together who John Jones has started to fight. I mean, a lot of those guys are legends, and you know, you got. I would say only like four of them are legends. Well, you got Belfort. He he fought John Jones towards the end of his career, but yes, still a legend. You got yeah. Cormier twice. Mm-hmm. 
Um, who who else? Uh, Gustafson isn't a legend, but he's very he was very good. Rashad Hand- Evans at the end of his career, but still a legend. Yeah, Shogun. So yeah, I guess it, I would say it's even. I do. I recognize John Jones as the greatest of all time. I do, but I think Chuck Liddell fought a way stacked, like more stacked uh, division because when he was fighting, he had Tito Ortiz, Randall Couture, Randall Randy. Uh, he had Dan Henderson, Rampage, Shogun in his prime, Vanderlei Silva, Rashad Evans when he was still undefeated. That that was stacked, and this is what I like to see now: the light heavyweight championship, like that division coming back. To that like amount of depth. Yeah, but I think that the guys that fought back then were more one-dimensional than the guys that are fighting now. You definitely saw a lot more knockouts back then. Yeah, so in my honest opinion, that's what also makes me think Jones is better because it's not like you know Jones has to be John Jones has to be ready in all aspects of MMA. You know, he's not going to go in there and just strike. Like he's gonna take you down. He's gonna, you know, we don't see too many submission attempts from him, but he, you know, he's gonna take you down. He's gonna wear you out. But he needs to be ready and you know, submission defense and and all those things. So I think you know he has to be more well rounded than what the guys had to be back then. And, and so, we have seen him go toe to toe with some lethal strikers. Exactly. So that's that's why, in my opinion, I think he's a better champion. He's lost the title, come back and had to get it, and no problem. I mean, it's, that he, wasn't. He only lost the title because of his own stupidity. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like he's lost yeah. it and gotten it back easily, no problem. Like he knew he was going to do it. Um, and then I just, you know, as as good as I, I, I don't think that the division's as good as what it was back then. Though I don't think it's even close because, you know, yeah, Johnny Walker's exciting, but who has he fought? Um, Anthony Smith. Is good and he's not, he's beaten some good people, but he's not, you know, he struggled in the beginning of his career. And I don't think, I never thought for once that John Jones was going to lose that fight. Oh, um, no, neither did I. Uh, I like Tiago Santos, though. I do like Just, him. He is he an is animal. Scared. Yeah, he's an animal. Um, and he's got a chin. So I you think. You know, he used to fight at 170. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, yeah, that that is one guy that I think. I'm not going to say beat John Jones, but I think he would give John Jones a better fight than Anthony Smith. I think Tiago Santos is the equivalent of Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah, he's just, but he's got crazy endurance. Like he doesn't tire yeah. and he just goes. Yeah, and he's got a chin. So I think he would press the action against Jones. Uh he's got some decent takedown defense. I think it would pose a little bit of trouble. Um and th- San- this is Santos's time cuz he's older. So this is his yeah. time to to you know go for the belt. Um, so I do, I like where the division's heading. I think Johnny Walker, he's still super young. So, I mean, he's got tons of time yet, but you know, I'm not ready to see a John Jones, Johnny Walker fight just yet. I, I like Johnny Walker. I just, I think he's got to beat, like, I think I got to see him and, and Tiago Santos or him and Anthony Smith before I can say that he needs to fight for a title. And by then John Jones might be in the heavyweight division. He might be a two, sure. two belt champ. What if he is a two-belt champ and he defends in both divisions? That's so hard to do nowadays. We don't see too many fighters doing it because... I really think he could be the only guy that could do it. Yeah, I think he's at like a perfect weight that he walks around naturally at, that the weight yeah. cut isn't too bad and, you know, putting on weight isn't an issue. Pretty so, sure he walks around at like, two, at like 220. Yeah, so I mean he could put on weight and then, you know, you take your rest and in that meantime you lose the weight and he doesn't seem to have a problem with that. I think if he's going to do it, he needs to do it now because as you get older that shit's just not going to happen. Yeah. 
I mean, as much as we hate DC, like he was smart. He knew that the weight cut just it was draining him. And he knew that he was better as a heavyweight. So even though he's really short, his wrestling makes up for it, and he packs a punch at, at heavyweight. Gotcha. Did you watch the prelims to the Derek Lewis card last weekend or no? I didn't. I actually didn't watch any of the fights because I was away. I was in Philly. Oh, dude, this one fight, Tim Means versus Nico Price. Yeah, I saw the this highlights. Was, this was a slobber knocker. Yeah, Nico Price dude, is, actually, is a stud. And then Nico Price just caught him with a hook. This guy felt like a bag of bricks. He snapped his leg. He fell so hard. It yeah. was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I saw that. Tim Means had to get his uh, – he, he's out for a while from a broken leg. Did he get surgery oh, on it? Uh, he, yeah, I think he did get it. Yeah, I, I saw the highlights. And unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't watch the card because I was at a concert in Philly. But, uh, yeah, I saw the highlights. And, you know, that, that sucks. That's disgusting. I mean – I mean, not only did you get your head punched off, but you broke your leg when you woke up from it. Yeah, that sucks. So, Ben Askren has been one of the newer additions to the UFC roster. Hate him. I cannot stand this guy. Yeah, I hate him. He's good, but I hate him. That's your opinion? You don't like him? No, I don't. I cannot yeah, I stand him. Especially stand after... Most junk. Yeah, it's, well, especially after, you know... He beat Robbie Lawler, which is... But he con- was getting his brains beat in. Well, yeah, and it was a controversial stoppage. And then uh, when he, he basically... They asked him, will you fight Robbie again? He's like, I have no interest in it. No interest in a rematch. Because he knows he's going to his ass kicked the second time. Ex- exactly. So to me, I, I don't like... I, I just... You know, just the way Ben Askren looks is annoying. And then, you know, the crappy talks. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of Askren, but... You know, whatever. He's undefeated still. He hasn't fought too many. He does have a win now against Robbie Lawler, but again, that's controversial. Who do you hate more, Ben Askren or Colby Covington? Oh, Colby Covington. Yeah, that kid. He's a scumbag. That kid, bro. Yeah, he's a total scumbag. I, I hope when he fights Usman that Usman absolutely just destroys him. I don't care. I'll take another Woodley fight where he just takes down Covington and just basically makes him squeezes the life out of him. Like I'm cool with Colby that. Like Covington reminds me of like. That 35-year-old at the bar that still wears, like, affliction T-shirts with tight whitewashed jeans, sunglasses, and just drinks Bud Lights and starts fights with everybody. I agree. Like a frat boy. Like a crappy yeah. frat boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he kind of reminds me of the same, and I can't stand him. I mean, especially, like, I guess, like, after uh, Usman won, like, Tyron Woodley's mom, like, you know, was very yeah, nice. Like very welcoming and nice to the people. Yeah, and I guess Covington was like talking crap to her and was calling her names and stuff. Like, really? Like, you're gonna say that to an older woman? Like, grow up, dude. I bet you she would beat the crap out of Covington. I I would love to see that. I would have died laughing. They need to put Covington on Bully Beatdown. Remember that show? <laughs> yeah, bro. With Jason <laughs> Mayhem Miller as the host. Yeah. Man, talk about a promising MMA career. Yeah. That guy lost it, man. He's nuts. Yeah, but yeah, screw screw uh screw Covington, screw Askren. I don't like either one, but I will buy Askren cards because I want to see him lose. <laughs> I dude, I can't wait to see him get knocked out. I really want to see him lose. I, I don't know who's gonna fight next. I think they said if Darren Till wins, that's who's gonna fight. Yeah, I mean that'd be a good fight. I think Till Till is pretty well rounded. I think Till knocks him out. I, I hope that'd be awesome to see that stupid hair flopping. Speaking of Darren Till, he is fighting this weekend, Fight Night 147 on ESPN. We're going to do the preview for this card, only the top three fights, though. So starting with previously mentioned Volkan Oezdemir and Dominic Reyes. Who do you got in this? 
Uh, I'm hoping for Dominic Reyes. I'm also not a Vulcan fan, especially after he got uh, slabbed with some domestic abuse. Um, yep. So I'm going to go Dominic Reyes. Uh, I'm going to go knockout. What round? Uh, I'm going to say third round. I think I think the knockout's going to be aided with some fatigue. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'm going to go Reyes because I don't like Vulcan. He came out of nowhere. Uh, I, I don't think he really fought anybody good either. And then he got slapped with the domestic violence. Well, he's he got, the only guy that I ever rooted for um, Daniel Cormier to beat. Yeah, I he, normally pick Daniel Cormier to lose, but I and, wanted him to win that one. And he got uh, worked. He got worked yeah, by Cormier. I think he's going to be a knockout too. I, I hate his. Get, I hate his whole no time thing because that's his name. Yeah, no time Uzdemir. Like stupid. You, you can't even spell no time. <laughs> 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 I think he's gonna get caught with a knee in the second round. All right, I haven't um, seen I haven't seen Reyes fight too much, so I don't really know what his he's, arsenal. He's kind of wanky and he's, he's weird. He's funky. I know he's way taller. I saw the 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 face off today. He has big legs though, man. Yeah. Next is Leon Edwards versus Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar uh, Nelson's kind of been on a roll of late after being on the side. He's one of McGregor's boys, so I'm gonna go with Nelson in this one. Think yeah, he's gonna choke him out. I've always loved Gunnar Nelson. You know, he's kind of one of those guys with a no BS attitude. Goes in there and just, you know, tries to get it done. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nelson as well. Uh, I'm gonna go knockout again. Knockout. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some power behind his punches. He does. He he's, does. A, he's a. He's a pretty solid dude too. Yeah, he's definitely a well-rounded fighter. But for but he has had issues with getting knocked out. Yeah. So. He doesn't uh, have much of a chin. So, so that, if he does lose, I think that's how he is gonna lose. I'm gonna, yeah. I was just gonna say, if he loses, I look for it to be a knockout. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Nelson going. I think he's gonna choke him out in like the second or third. And then last but not least, the main event: Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. Uh, for some reason, I've never been a Jorge Masvidal fan. Uh, I don't know. Like it was ever since he fought Cerrone. And which wasn't too long ago, and like he knocked Cerrone down and like stood over him. Like Cerrone's my boy, uh, he's a legend. Don't do that to Cowboy. I'm gonna go Darren Till. Plus, I love Darren Till. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Darren Till. Uh, I don't think it's gonna go knockout though. I think it's gonna go to a decision. I, I wouldn't mind a decision because I think these guys could really go at it. Uh, anybody could win by knockout at any moment in time between these two guys. I think Darren Till's gonna win. Um, just because he probably has the more, like that endurance edge over Masvidal, so I think I'm gonna go Darren Till. We relatively normally pick like the same guys because we we're fans of like the same fighters. Yeah, we have we like the same personality guys because like, well, we don't even just it's not even just about their we like the same guys who kind of have the same weapons too. So. It's yeah. kind of like their personalities mixed with what they do in the cage, and you know, Till's exciting. I don't think Masvidal will get knocked out though, because he has a chin, man. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him in the street fight videos. Like the dude's not going to get knocked out, so that's why I think. And, and Till is a is an animal too, so that's why I think it's going to go to decision. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, uh, what do we got next? Um, I think that's it, man. Yeah. I think yeah. that's everything. That's it, man. That's that's the episode. Man, that went fast. Not really. I mean, it's it, like a, it's like an hour and twenty minute episode, but it felt like it went fast. Yeah, it actually took longer than I thought, but it went by pretty quickly. Yeah. So, uh, 
everybody, thanks uh, for listening. Um, make sure you go, even though we're going to be uploading this to Anchor, so SoundCloud will be no more. We're going to upload to Anchor, um, so we'll share that that link out to you. Um, and that's what we'll be uploading on for now on, but that will also be on iTunes. So you'll be able to listen to it on anchor. If you don't have anchor, download the app and search for us. It's on there. And if you have iTunes, it'll still be up on iTunes. So no worries there. Or the podcast app on iPhones. Yeah. Or the podcast app. Um, and eventually anchor is going to put it on like Podbean and things like that. So it'll be on, I think it, 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 they distribute to 11 different platforms. So you'll have a bunch of different ways to listen to it. But right now anchor and iTunes, uh, make sure you go give our other podcasts a listen. So we have Leave the Pin In. Um, they're also on Anchor now, so all their episodes will be uploaded on Anchor. So you just search up Leave the Pin In and a Squash Match podcast. I'm definitely going to go and give Squash Match a, li- uh, match a listen because me, I am a ride-or-die WWE fan. And there really aren't that many WWE podcasts out there. Yeah, you'll like it. They actually go into some independent stuff too. I so, love uh, so you'll like that. So make sure you go give those a listen. Um, I would also like to thank Train on Main, one of our sponsors that we didn't mention in the beginning that I want to give a shout out now. Um, you can go check them out at 427 Main Street, Stroudsburg. Um, just ask for Dan. It's a really good small gym, but it's a, it's a nice gym. You know, the trainers will work with you one-on-one. It's, it's an actual one-on-one setting. So you go in there, tell me, tell them what you want done, what you want to work on, and they'll set it up for you with a plan and everything. So make sure you go check out uh train on main. So anything you want to add? Nah, man, that's it for me today. All right. So Luke did not die on us today. He was, a, he was sick. He wore, he went through this and he, you know, you didn't, you wouldn't even know he was sick. I was a warrior today. I was a warrior today. An absolute, yes, an absolute warrior. So make sure you share, subscribe, give us a shout out, tell your friends about it, and we will see you again on Tuesday. Peace out. See ya.